actually go. True. Don't pursue the dream of being a baseball star because your dad pressured you into it. The dream itself must be self-generated, and it must be something you want to pursue for your own sake and of your own volition. It's a point of pride for many of us when we consider the dozens of times in our lives when our ideas were undervalued or criticized, but we went forward with them anyway. Our sense of pride wasn't necessarily for the things we'd eventually created, but for the very fact that we overcame Marv's voice and the critical voices of others. Unchecked external criticism, such as bad reviews or people not buying tickets to your show, always generates internal criticism. And people's negative comments aren't mere gasoline for Marv. They're rocket fuel. He becomes hyper-energized and goads you into quitting whenever he hears others criticize you. Why is this? You see, Marv fears for our safety and well-being. As infants, when we depended on our parents for our very survival, Marv was there as well, and he sensed correctly that if we were abandoned, we would die. Apparently he hasn't gotten over that frightening realization, because though we've all grown up in the physical sense, most of us have never fully outgrown those primal concerns surrounding abandonment and our own mortality. The fear that we feel when we try something new, something particularly challenging, isn't some petty worry. It's actually a mortal fear. That's why, when we want to reinvent ourselves by following our dreams, Marv's sway over us is still so strong. But like I mentioned earlier, Marv isn't trying to hurt us. He's trying to save our skins. If a voracious lion were on the attack, it would be Marv who compelled us to flee for our lives. He's ever vigilant, with his hand constantly on the lever that squirts the adrenaline into our bloodstreams and the life-saving anxiety into our brains. He's got such a one-track mind about helping us that he simply hasn't heard the news. Marv, our lives are not in danger anymore, so please relax. Why Marv Can't Relax Woolly Mammoths and the Brain Science of the Inner Critic Nobel Prize-winning neurobiologist Roger Speary suggested that human beings are essentially of two minds. His pioneering brain hemisphere research in the early 1960s led to a well-known and largely misunderstood theory about left and right brain thinking. The idea is that the left brain is oriented towards straightforward, analytical, numerical, this-is-the-way-things-are type thinking, while the right brain is oriented toward a dreamy, this-is-the-way-things-could-be type of thinking. While many leading psychologists still support Sperry's idea, those in the field of neuroscience have never fully accepted it, believing instead that the brain is far more complicated than his dual-hemisphere theory suggests. But regardless of where creativity is located in the brain, human beings clearly have two distinct capacities, one for logical thinking and one for more fluid, amorphous thinking. So, for example, when you get up to brush your teeth in the morning, your left brain's logical functions will have all the warmth of an engrossed police detective. Just the facts, ma'am. Grab toothbrush, put toothpaste on toothbrush, put toothbrush in mouth, scrub. The logical mind is geared toward survival as well, 
It's ever on the alert in case a woolly mammoth or some other beast from our primordial past attacks us. The logical mind's no-nonsense orientation comes in handy when we need to get out the door and on our way to an important appointment. The more fluid right-brain functions, by contrast, are creative and deal well with constantly shifting dynamics. The fluid brain favors artistic considerations. It is oriented to the metaphorical, considers all possibilities, and thrives on weighing endless variations. It also loves the realm of dreams and desires. So, let's pretend for a minute that you could shut off your analytical mind, leaving only your fluid mind to brush your teeth. It might sound something like this. Oh my God, the toothbrush handle. It's pink and translucent. And when I hold it up to the light, it's it's like a neon eel. Wait a minute. What is color anyway?